0: Hello listeners. Today, I get to meet for the first time Bart, the vegan vampire. Bart is an artist and you can check out some of his cool artwork on Instagram and buy his merch on veganvampireinc.com. He's a really cool guy based out in sunny Florida, but despite living there, he lives up to his title of being the vegan vampire. I'm looking forward to meeting him for the first time with all of you. So let's get started. Okay, hello, listeners. This is the Mental Vegan, and today I'm joined by a very cool guest, Bart, the Vegan Vampire himself. Bart, how are you doing?
1: I am doing fantastic.
0: Yes, you are probably the only Floridian I know.
1: Uh, that's awesome, and uh, sadly, uh, I feel like I'm an outcast here in Florida, anyways. <laughs> so, which is uh, pretty crazy. I'm actually born and raised in Florida, so. Mm weird very
0: weird yeah okay so i've yeah so i think i found you through a, i we know each other through instagram but i think i found you through probably just i don't know there's like a small net vegan circle that's like also like in the goth community so i think i probably found you from something like the vegan zombie or something like that
1: oh that's fantastic Oh uh, yeah. man <laughs> yeah he's uh man i, I fucking love that guy um uh, mm-hmm. I'm uh, assuming I can curse,
0: so, uh, I curse yeah, so like, say whatever you like, want. Like I'll just like mark All this right. episode as explicit. Like I I curse like a sailor. Okay, awesome.
1: Because uh, yeah, no, the vegan zombie is a huge inspiration to me, and uh, just following him, the spooky vegan. Um, there's there's a very hand, uh, small amount of uh, you know vegan goths. And, uh, I admire that guy so much. Uh, my wife, Amanda, she loves him. Uh, we watch him on YouTube all the time. Such a nice guy. And I kind of geek out like a fan, like, you know, I'm dying to meet him as well. So, uh, it's, um, <laughs>
0: it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, f- I followed the vegan zombie, like channel when it was like the last, uh, John Ted, I think was the original vegan zombie. And now it's like taken over by, I forget the name of the new guy. Who's oh, not Chris so new. Huh? Is it Chris? Chris, yeah, it's yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and, that's the only the,
1: the guy I know, Chris Cooney. Um, God, it's been so many years now—seven uh, years. Yeah, so I don't know who was before him, if uh, there was, but Chris is the one that I currently know. Uh,
0: okay, uh, his name was his name is John Ted, and he's—I think he—he he got married, and he—I think does something maybe with like a farm sanctuary or something.
2: Wow,
0: that's amazing. Yeah, I I think. Like, don't quote me on that. But he's still, like, I think he still does, like, the occasional cameo. And he was the original vegan zombie who I followed when I turned vegan, which was, like, back in 2010.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there was very, very... Now it's starting to grow. But, I mean, at one point, there was hardly anybody there uh, with the vegan goth community it was you know kind of almost unheard i think uh, if i'm not mistaken i found out about the vegan zombie and the vegan black metal chef i think around the same time i came across them Love just him. looking on google for you know vegan goth or you know just trying to look for something that fits my aesthetic and uh, them two popped up and uh, the black metal chef um when i saw his uh video i instantly had to buy his book And that actually helped and taught me how to cook vegan because, you know, when you turn vegan, you have to uh, start over and stop, you know, drinking blood, you know, and actually start (laughs) training the plants. So I went in that direction, and that book has been uh, like a legitimate, I guess, a bible, if if you will, (laughs) to me at least.
0: You know, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I come from a culture that actually does consume blood, like as as food, like blood sauce. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And it never appealed to me. Like, I was a huge, like, omnivore before. Like, before, like, my diet was, like, red meat and white rice, which is probably why I have the health problems I do right now, both physical and mm-hmm. mental. But blood never appealed to me, just, like, the texture of it.
1: Really? I, uh, unfortunately, I was disgusting. I, I would have ate something live at one point. I mean, I just, uh, I don't know, uh, kind of enjoyed it um but in my heart I knew it was wrong but you know just like anything in life you know you ignore certain signs and you just keep moving forward I mean I didn't eat stuff raw um you know I was just definitely really big into meat and chicken that you know before I went vegan and uh it it just when you knew where your meal was coming from it would break my heart I mean if you make those connections like why don't always be crying or upset when you'd watch a movie with an animal dying or that would always hit me at you know as a young vampire and uh I just didn't make those connections but you know when the stars align and things happen the way they do you start making all these connections and realize that you know there's more to life than just eating animals uh and it's not required it's not a necessity and uh we're in what 2021 now Mm mm-hmm No reason. No reason for it. It's disgusting. Um, And it needs to end. So
0: So what gave you the final push to turn vegan yourself?
1: Uh, All right. So, okay. My background is design. I've been doing graphic design and art for 15 years now. 15, 16 years. I've been doing it um, for a long time before that. I was doing music. And um, I found art as a calling. And what happened was I was doing... A project for somebody. They required me to, you know, go and look at. Um, they wanted me to design something vegan for them. And when I when I design something, I got I get into the headspace of, you know, if it's for a band, I will listen to their music. It, you know, if it's for a vegan company, I'll, you know, which happened to be this one. And I did the research, and it broke it broke me. Um, looking at all the imagery. Because they wanted, like, a graphic tea, like, of all the atrocities that were happening to animals. And that literally just broke me down so bad that I turned around and I said, man, I can't do this shit. Can you please help me how I can become vegan? Because I I can't. If this is what's going on, I can't do it anymore. And um, my friend was like, okay, um, you know, I'll give you a hand. And my wife at the time has been vegetarian her whole life, so together as soon as we started dating where we both made a conscious decision to go fully vegan 100% and just jump right into it and that's what is relevant is why I said the black metal chef his book because I didn't know I mean I was a guy that would just drive up to McDonald's or Taco Bell and eat and call it a day and uh, you know I ate like crap all the time but books like that or the um, bacon destroy you know her book I mean all these books were just opening my mind to how to cook and help me in that direction but going back to ultimately where and why what pushed me is i'm very passionate and seeing animals being tortured or killed for a fucking three seconds of a meal that you're gonna shit out get the fuck out of here man that to me is just disgusting we we're not living in a caveman mentality we're not stranded on an island i mean literally i'm talking to you and i'm in florida so, I mean, the technology is here. There's no excuse to go back in that direction. And that's where I think it pushed me and upsets me a lot because my heart is really for the animals and seeing that and knowing that truly just, I see vegan 24 <laughs> seven and I get asked a lot. Of people are like, oh, do you miss anything? And I'm like, no i don't miss a damn fucking thing i'd rather eat tofu or a cracker for the rest of my life and that's the truth i mean it's just those animals are so precious and it's not like they can hop in a car and go to a drive-thru or you know make their own food you know they, they're out there in survival we're way past that so yeah i guess if that answers your question i feel that's where i stand on that point of what pushed me to become vegan
0: yeah i think that's really beautiful because i went uh, i had health problems and i've always loved animals like um my dad would show me like um like he would always put on the just the discovery channel and i would watch animals like mauling each other but to me Correct. it was like this is survival this is like you know what's necessary but then it, it dawned on to me like okay it's necessary for like carnivores to eat you know meat but yeah. i i don't have I have the capacity to not do that. I don't have to continue that. I there's nothing for me to facilitate on that. So for me, it's it's kind of sad really because I would love to be much more outspoken about uh veganism. That's in part why I started this podcast, also because I was going through like a manic episode and I just thought like I need to create something. But
1: you create a outlet, which is a great way to always, you know, express yourself. I mean Everyone's got personal mental issues and we don't know what's behind closed doors. You know, nobody knows the, the things that I do or the things that I overcome every day, you know, just like yourself. I mean, but I always recommend anything, whether it's poetry, writing, drawing, painting. If it's something that's going to benefit the um, animal kingdom and your well-being, highly recommend it. You know, it, it's self-gratifying. You'll feel good. Just like this podcast is full, you're going to get to know me just as I get to know you in this, uh, you know, conversation that we're having where, you know, you'll talk to other people and then, you know, just build your own form of an artistic expression as you will. Yeah. That's how I look.
0: Yeah. I think like one conversation (laughs) I remember having with you, like on Instagram was like how I felt like I wish I could do more. And you were very, very kind and open-hearted with like, you know, like, you, you spoke with a lot of love in your heart, and I remembered that. Right. And I just remembered, like, thinking to myself, like, I don't condone, like, my family or anything when they consume meat. I feel like the outsider and like, in my family because I'm the only one who is vegan. And, you know, I've, I've done, I've, I've protested for, like, animal rights. I've done things like that. But at the same time, I feel like there's never, like, enough that I can do. But there's also a lot more that I can do, and I feel like I don't do that.
1: Well, one, you're aware of it. Two, you're already there by interviewing me, reaching out to me, supporting vegans. I mean, I, I know you've ordered shirts for me before and just even conversations. Yeah. To me, you're doing that part because your mind is there and wanting to make a change. And that speaks volumes. Um, you'll know how I talk and who I am as a person. Is just I'm a passionate and I treat everybody equally i don't put somebody on a pedestal whether if you got fifty thousand dollars or you got one dollar i don't give a shit what i care about is your heart and where it's at and the direction you're going and you're doing it and I, i admire that and i applaud that i think it's amazing um and i'll continue to push not only you but any person that is willing to make that change or wanting to do something better for the animal kingdom and uh you're not alone there's tons of us out there that our families are not vegan my side is not vegan and they don't give a shit and it sucks it really Fun intended it really does um (laughs) but my wife amanda uh her mom and her sister and her brother sometimes but for the most part they know when they come over to our cave that you're gonna be feasting on vegan food whether you like it or not and if you don't fuck off (laughs) i don't give a shit but her family has more been around vegetarians since they're young. So, I mean, it was an easy transition where my family is just, nah, <laughs> they, they don't care. Um, then I've been an outcast since uh, I was a young boy Yeah, and it's, it's nothing new. But I guess if somebody was never felt like an outcast or an oddball or strange or different, I could see where it would seem hard and where going vegan would work for a little bit. And then you switch back. I, I I'm sympathetic to that, and I understand it. Um, but for me, unfortunately, I, I just I've always been different, even in my family, and I'm sure you could probably relate. Uh, I'm the odd one out. Uh, I guess you could say is like the odd duck <laughs> that's walking the street. Um, but I made peace with that a long time ago. you know, be happy with who you are because you're one of one. you're a fucking individual, and that's what's amazing about you. No matter, you know, what anybody says, when you look in the mirror, you're like, fuck yeah, man, there's one of one, it's one of you, that's it, mm-hmm. you know, but other uh, are people like us, so together, we're in a larger number, I guess,
0: yeah. so you're not alone. Yeah, well, what do you think about, like, vegan purism, like, people who are, like, you know, you have to be, like, 100% vegan, because, like, I have mental illness, and the drugs that I am required to take, I have taken in the past, not all of them were vegan, and, Things like that, that, you know, my friends were always, my friends who are in the plant-based community or some, you know, occasionally I get the asshole who's like, fuck off. And then the, then but for the most part, I get people that are like, you do what you can. You do like, the, if you can't do the 100%, you do the 99. And if you can't do the 99, you do the 98.
1: My view on that um, is any, any amount of trying to switch what you're normally doing is incredibly hard. So I, once again, I'm sympathetic and I would never judge anybody. So even if you're 2% vegan, 3%, that's fucking more than what anybody else would do because there's people that completely ignore it, don't want it, don't care. And I'm all for people doing something that's a change. And if you're willing to make a change, even for that little percentage, that makes me somewhat happier knowing that someone's converting or trying to make a difference people that are stuck in a past that don't want or try to be an elitist and tell you oh you're not 100 percent fuck you dude me personally yes i'm 100 percent i try to be you know do every. i mean it goes from not only eating but to clothes to deodorant to toothpaste everything but you'll never be 100 because you don't know sometimes you you know you'll buy something you didn't realize had palm oil or you know you just There's a lot of stuff it's a learning curve when you first start and even i'm seven years in it it just it happens but you strive to be better always so to judge someone on what their percentage is on veganism to me is fucking bullshit what you can do is educate that person but to kind of chastise them is just ridiculous at least in my eyes and how i see things because i don't know i guess i got a, a big black heart and i i care if that makes sense um I care that somebody really wants to make a difference and go that route. So I would never judge somebody, you know, do I personally like it? I wish you would be a hundred percent vegan, but you know, they're not, I'm not going to curse somebody for that. But if you're at least trying or attempting, even if you're getting coconut milk or, you know, sometimes my sister-in-law will text me like, Hey Bart, guess what? Um, you know, your nephew just got, you know, coconut milk. And I'm like, Oh, that's so amazing. I love it. That. See that's great you know like can we get them to you know go more vegan no all right well at least i try.
3: yeah <laughs>
1: but i'm not gonna you know curse them to death you know maybe under my breath but <laughs> you,
3: know,
1: <laughs> you know i'm just happy to see people make a change and that's really where i draw the line at you know is you're making that progress mm.
0: so yeah like like one, like one big point of guilt that I feel a lot is like my family's business where like, you know, it's all about survival. Like my, I come from a Chinese Cambodian background. And when we moved here, the only thing that my family knew how to do was make Chinese fast food and donuts and very, very not vegan. And at times I still have to help out with them. And I don't eat any of the food. I don't condone it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, it's the reason why I'm here, like inadvertently. And, you know, I, I'm not in a place in my life right now where I'm able to uh, support myself in a way that is 100% vegan. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's very endearing for me to hear you say that.
1: Well, I mean, you're eating 100% vegan, right? Of course. I mean, actually, it, it doesn't even matter the fact that you're doing it, It's all... I got a phone call. ...I don't care about, you know, that you're... Attempting- it's all right. Uh, if your family's doing that and you need to help out to survive, I mean, look, so I work two full-time jobs, basically, you know, my day job, um, you know, I'm doing graphic design for, you know, a casino. And what a lot of people don't know is, you know, I got to design ads that, you know, are very meat based and, uh, the pictures are disgusting and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, you know, you got to design for horse racing or dog racing and it breaks my heart but you know what i'm inside there and everybody knows that i'm vegan and what i'm passionate about whether or not it hits the back of their brain i'm not sure but you know i put my foot down and let them know i don't eat anything i get made fun of all the time and i don't care because i walk my own path and uh you know you do what you got to do to survive and i you know just like everybody else to survive and has bills you know that's my day job. And. I don't want to stare at dead meat, you know, and, and create ads that look appetizing to something I know that suffered, I hated, and, you know, eventually I would like to get away from that. But right now, this is something I got to do. And just like you, where you've got to help your family's business, I can't judge somebody for what they need to do to survival. But the fact that you're there and you, you made that conscious decision to know what's right and what's wrong but you're doing whatever you can to survive that's all that matters Mm. and i'm not a person i'm not a person that judges at all that's not my character i will never be like that i just like i said before and earlier and i'll I'll keep (laughs) reiterating uh just people trying is what makes a difference and people move forward with progress because if you don't try we're stuck in caveman time so that's all you know and the fact that you're the only one in your family, that's a huge deal. They're probably like I'm unheard of in a sense uh, being like, what is vegan or just, but the fact that you are is educating them and other people, you know, cause I'm sure if your parents or your family is talking to somebody else like, oh yeah, my son, he's vegan, what the hell is that? Then it strikes a conversation and therefore has like that nice chain reaction. Well, okay, well why, what's the cause of it? So I see it as a positive and I, as much as all of darkness, There is a light that I see, you know, (laughs) there there is a light in the dark, (laughs) as you will. So, yeah, I'm just not a judging kind of a person, you know? Yeah,
0: that's cool. So speaking of the dark side, you know, what overall, like, inspired the vegan vampire? Uh,
1: (laughs) Well, um, naturally, so as when I was young, right, um, I was born and raised Jewish and uh, going to Hebrew school. Mm-hmm. I got made fun of all the time and being hairy number one and extremely pale. So I started getting a nickname as a young boy, as a, you know, what are you, a vampire? Cause I have uh, this widow peak that's legit.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. That's okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, and that's... my hair is actually dark black, like a dark brown, dark black does so not die. And I've had this since I'm little and I didn't understand why. So people just assumed I was a vampire because I always hated the sun. You know, even when you're younger, everyone wants to go to the beach. I fucking hated it, but I, you know, I would go out and have fun, but I hated it. And it just got to the point. Um, So the question you're asking is what got me to be dark or right, was that the question?
0: Like what inspired like your your, your company? Like, oh yeah, by the way, listeners, you can buy uh, the vegan vampires um, clothing and artwork at the vegan i'm wearing his shirt right now in fact oh
1: thank you (laughs) likewise (laughs) um so being young and people you know consider me like a vampire i've always loved uh vampires um to me they're very classy out of all the monsters you know um and what people don't realize is they don't really have a title because they could be attracted to men or females you know, and that's what I love because the here the the mis the mystery that you don't know are they gay? Are they not gay? Does it really matter? No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're bi, straight, trans. It don't fucking matter. To me, um,
0: it's very, very I, Anne Rice.
1: Right, right. So they're beautiful, and vampires I've just always been drawn to, and feeling like I've always looked like one, and I actually have dracula tattooed on my back with frankenstein so the aesthetic of horror is always been there um and i blame a lot of it on uh rob's zombie uh as a kid you know um him seeing white zombie live inspired me to do art as a kid when I, that was my first concert i ever saw and i saw white zombie and i was like i gotta do something like this man with the art i just i loved it and uh you know i'm 39 now and it's I still feel like that young kid when I first saw them like oh no it was like 14 15 when I saw them and so when I got into veganism which was about seven years ago I decided that you know and I looked around and I'm like I don't see anybody doing something dark that fits me like I, I love black shirts I love horror I'm like where where's the vegan connection And I didn't see, I researched, I researched nobody at anything with monsters and no vampires. And I'm like, you know, let me be 100% because you know, when you first go, you you know, you have slip ups, you don't realize, you know, you think vegetarian and vegan is the right thing. So I wanted to fully understand veganism before I went out as the vegan vampire. So that concept was in my brain. Um, I got married in 2016, we had an all vegan wedding. And from that moment, which a majority of the picture you see of me, was from our wedding. And uh, from that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go as the vegan vampire, but I want to make sure that there's no no slip ups that, you know, I didn't I wanted everything to go a certain way. So that way, if someone asks me questions, I don't want to be a fake or like I'm trying to rip people off or take money. So essentially, I started the vegan vampire Designing shirts and I still do to this day for myself not for anybody else not uh, For money to get rich and wealth like I don't give a shit. I just wanted cool clothing You know, I'm a shirt junkie if I can show you a picture of my closet. I I just I love shirts and um, so once that year passed or year or two Then I decided I'm like, you know what? It's time to pull the trigger and go full vegan vampire And which is crazy is when I first started, I got laughed at by my friends. Like I was handing out everything I do myself. um, And uh, I hand cut coffin shaped business cards and I was handing them out to people and they were just throwing them on the floor. Like no one gave, everyone thought it was a joke. Like vegan vampire. What the fuck is that? But I knew in my heart, that's who I am, which 100% is. And uh I just didn't give up and I just realized, you know, keep pushing, you know, you're doing this for yourself, one, you know, and you can't be the only person in the world that feels this way or is into the same things. There's no way, you know, and unfortunately in Florida, uh, I don't get that much love, you know, most of my clientele or base uh, or customers are not in Florida, such as yourself. I mean, but that's okay. You know, it just happened to be born and raised here and uh, it is what it is but I, you know, I just really wanted to do something more horror inspired and the things that I love. So that's where the whole vegan vampire really came from was I'm going to do something geared for people that love the horror aesthetic, the darkness that want to represent, you know, something. And sometimes I'm always so, you know, a little wary of just the word vegan because it usually kind of has this connotation where people are like, oh, you're an elitist asshole, or, you know, so that's why I don't always put vegan on every single thing I do as well, um, because I want to expand people's minds, just as some designs that I do are geared towards, you know, people that maybe are thinking about veganism. It's all a way of shirt activism, and how you mentioned that you did the the cubes, right, where you show... Um, was it the anonymous voiceless that you've done? The what? Right. The I think it's called anonymous voiceless, or where you do the activism, where you go out and you stand and hold the TVs.
0: I mm, uh, I didn't do that. I I did like protesting with I think like farms. I helped out with like farm sanctuary and. Oh, okay.
1: No, yeah. yeah. So the the people that did the TVs were asking me, and I and it broke my heart because I was going to do it. And then those videos kill me. So my way of activism is through my shirts and conversation because I have a photographic memory. And unfortunately that's why I know in my heart, I will never go back because I see those images that I, when I was on Google and it won't get out of my brain, it will not get out of my brain and it drives me mad. And it, but it works out in my favor because it just, keeps fueling my passion to pushing the boundaries and speaking to people out there that are like us that are into you know like dark horror aesthetic that want to tie that into veganism and you know it's not like you can go to a store and and pick one up not yet at least because you know i see things growing but that's just really where the whole vegan vampire came from and where i kind of birthed it and you know, decided, let's go with it full on. And I just, I won't stop, you know, whether it was one person buying it or a hundred people, I'm going to keep designing because it makes me happy. And I, and I enjoy doing art and uh, I enjoy doing things for the animal kingdom.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like I used to work for a vegan restaurant out in Long Beach, California. Um, I actually interviewed for my first guest on this podcast, like the, the former owner. And something that I mentioned was that I really appreciated the diversity that I see in the vegan community. Like the customers that I would get range from everything from like people that were like very openly like in the LGBT community, people that were in the goth punk scene, um, scene, uh, scientists, anthropologists. Like I get people like, you know, from everywhere. And I think that there is like a higher population of people in the goth alternative scene who is vegan actually and right right, i think with that darkness like like it it, it, i i don't like identify as, as goth or alternative or scene or emo or anything like that i just i i like the dark as well um but i also like colors and i also like i just like things that i like the unusual and i like the strange like those things draw me and I feel like with that comes like a sense of curiosity and compassion and I think that's why there is a higher population of us that are vegan or probably willing to go vegan if we meet uh with someone who's willing to talk to have a conversation about it like someone like you or I like yeah do you agree with that
1: yeah absolutely wholeheartedly I definitely agree I mean the more people I mean one time I was at a restaurant and someone came up and you know I'm not a to think of the
0: word uh, actually yeah. can you hold that thought I need to um yeah. the recording on anchor can only do it at 30 minutes at a time so I'm gonna stop sure. the segment here and start the second segment okay and we're starting our second segment now so you were saying something about being in a restaurant
1: yeah uh... I guess egotistical I guess was the word I was looking for but uh, yeah I was in a restaurant and my family is nothing like me you know they uh, (laughs) I definitely stick out like a sore thumb but you know this random stranger came up and was like oh hey I really like your shirt Um, you know that's really cool to have something that's like dark and vegan and I was like oh thank you I appreciate that you know Um, yeah I'm like if you need any help you know just find me on Instagram like it wasn't hey buy my shirts it was more of if you need a hand in veganism, that's what I'm here for. That's like a huge deal to me is giving that helping hand to somebody with veganism. So having any conversation or talking to, which is a good majority of what I do most of my time on Instagram with people anyways, I like to know people on you know personal levels, know their background, you know, just shoot the shit. And you know, anybody that ever needs help or anything, I'm here for them. Just as, you know, people that around for me or books that I read and I want to give that knowledge so that's where I'm at and I think that is definitely beneficial to anybody that has a curiosity now sometimes vegans look at me as a little strange and dark but that's just who I am and it, you know it is what it is <laughs> but I'm not going to judge anybody if they're not into something that's dark or horror aesthetic or spooky or creepy or that's fine that's You know I grew up loving the Munsters and the Adam's family so like I said from day one I've always felt different strange and walking my own path but I will never not talk to somebody or have a conversation you know to let them know what I'm passionate about or what it is but if I feel like I'm going in circles and it's not going anywhere I'm not gonna waste my time that's also another huge deal I'm not gonna waste my breath on somebody that just wants to you know push my buttons and Get a rise out of me because you're definitely not going to like when I get angry. <laughs> I, definitely, I was not quoting the Hulk at all. <laughs> but uh, no.
0: It's yeah. Yeah. Like in the Asian community, like I think veganism, like unless you're, unless if you're like Indian or something, I'm Southeast and South, and I'm Southeast and East Asian. And amongst us, we do have a very high plant based diet, but one that is also riddled with meat. Like in my family, I, I tell them all the time, like you can easily veganize, like, so many things that we're making mm-hmm.
2: yeah everything yeah you can. yeah
0: everything right yeah but i was seen like as an outcast because like i would like not like like to conform because i think in my cultures you know we're such a large like group of people like there's more asians than any other like ethnic group on on the planet and we have like such an old civilization that dates back like you know we have like traditions that are like so many generations old whenever i meet another asian person um Unless if they're Indian or something, like, you know, they're going to think, like, why would you be vegan? Because you're giving up, like, on so many things of your your, your heritage, your family. Like, it's yeah. it's shameful. And it just doesn't make sense to them. Like, it it genuinely does not make sense to them.
1: No, it doesn't. Well, humans are creatures that have it, too. So a lot of people take it religiously that you're also, you know, considering, you know, where certain cultures, I you know, People, you know, rely on animals and, and they feel it's insulting the culture and the, the, the history that goes with it and I've heard that uh, I know in the Jewish religion There's a lot of things that I do not agree with and that's why I'm not religious and I don't Really consider myself somebody that worships any organized religion, but that's neither here or there, you know uh, My main focus is to educate and uh, it's it's a shame that cultures do that but i feel they do that because they don't understand it it's something different and when you go against the grain or to do something opposite people tend to feel it's wrong you know and that's going back to where you know people need to evolve and change and i could see where you know maybe your culture where they're you know they would find it upsetting you know like what how can you not eat this or that but you know when The reason are presented, and the more people that are becoming vegan, and the younger generation, I feel that is a major voice, and it's the way of change. So it's a tough, long battle, but you are doing your part, just as anybody else out there. That whether they're 10% vegan or 20%, you know, everybody's doing a major part to push this. So hopefully, eventually, in the end, people will start, you know, wanting to expand their minds and not assume that we're trying to bash you know something tradition you know anything in that sense it's just more of leaving the animals alone you know let them be let you know let them live their lives and not use them for everything because it's not necessary yeah so hopefully that will change yeah we're making a difference and that's I'm going to keep saying it because
0: we are yeah something that i saw like on plant-based news really recently but i think it came out a while ago um so there's a chinese uh uh, cooking show and i think it aired in 2017 um like this particular episode they invited a chinese american woman named daphne chang and she is like one of my current heroes because Mm -hmm. she's vegan and they wanted to invite someone who was plant-based to like go on their show interesting thing that i learned um despite being chinese i don't speak any of my i don't, I don't speak a chinese dialect because i'm super whitewashed american but uh. <laughs> daphne daphne was um invited to go onto onto the show and they knew that she was a, a vegan and they have her lit they have her nicknamed as the vegetarian queen because there's no word for vegan and in, uh. in chinese and something that i thought was very brave of her was there, there was a, ch- a cooking challenge where she had to cook a meat dish whereas everyone else was required to cook a vegan dish and they didn't c- and she said impossible Like I I can't like, not only, not only is it against her morals, she literally does not know how to cook meat because she is vegan. Like she is not trained in cooking and preparing a meat dish. And there's like nothing wrong with like a, like an omnivore preparing a vegan dish. But when you ask it the other way around for a vegan to prepare a meat dish, you're asking them to, you're asking them to throw away principles, morals, and a lot of things. And I think, Something like that. It was just, I think it was just done like as a publicity stunt, because, you know, it was like, because she was, um, because she refused to do the challenge, she was automatically eliminated.
1: Uh, So it seemed like they did that on purpose to kind of make, it could be a publicity or, you know, they did that on purpose. Either way, it did strike conversations, you know, to be like, oh, wow, how come this person was kicked off? Because they don't want to, where they can potentially be making fun of us you know but the fact that she stood her ground and for the morals i i would have done the same thing would have been like absolutely not you know because mm-hmm. we know what that entails and it's not right you know and kudos to her for standing up and making her voice be heard and let it you know you know yeah so that's that's weird that's crazy though that yeah ask her to cook a meat dish
0: would definitely be a dream if i could interview her on this podcast too like i'm interviewing you <laughs>
1: keep reaching and it's a possibility i mean you never know somebody knows somebody you know so yeah i, I hope that definitely you do end up coming or crossing paths with her one of mm-hmm. these days
0: right so here was something that you asked me about that you weren't sure like on instagram was like i wanted to ask yeah. you about the gender divide in veganism yeah. like so my friend Jeff, who owns the Long the Long Beach vegan restaurant that I used to work at, he was part of uh, a band called Upfront, one of the first straight edge rock bands to ever grace the planet, like back in the late '80s, early '90s. And he's been a vegetarian since he was like 18. Like he went vegetarian like during his 18th Thanksgiving meal, well, 17th technically, I guess, and um. God, I forgot where I was going with this.
1: About uh, the band up front, about this uh, gentleman.
0: Yeah. All right. So he asked, um, so I asked him the same question, like, because I see in like, you know, my vegan community is like pretty non, it's it's limited to the internet. It's like limited to you and people that I follow on Instagram Mm -hmm. and the few friends that I do have who pretty much don't live near me or I'm not really close to because, you know, because the only thing that I have in common with a lot of vegans is that I'm vegan, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there's more. To, there's more to a vegan than just like their morals yeah. and their principles. It's like mm-hmm. it's like not all Christians can be friends, not all atheists can be friends. Right, right. But I asked him, like, you know, do you see a gender divide like in the vegan community, the plant-based community? And he said no, because he works like since he was like a teenager, like in the underground music industry, and for them, like, punk music, it's it's like, it's very vegetarian or very vegan because it's very, you know, anti-establishment, it's very, you know, fight the system, it's very vegan. And so he said all, pretty much all of, you know, besides from his wife, pretty much everyone he knows who is vegan or vegetarian is a guy, is like a straight cis white guy.
1: That's vegan?
0: Vegan That's... or vegetarian
1: uh it's hard to make uh an actual honest opinion about that because i feel numbers are tough to calculate on that um i don't really i guess i don't really see gender so to me i don't really look at it as like oh wow there's more female or there's more male honestly i don't give a shit <laughs> uh it just i look at it as hey you're human and you're vegan let's converse uh as far as being divided maybe i'm blind and i'm not seeing it but i i just i don't really see anything like that i i keep kind of to myself i walk my own path uh you know like i said i feel like an outcast and strange and socially awkward and, and <laughs> like to in the dark you know or do a phone so i kind of like this whole pandemic where i can do things on the phone and be in my own leisure and you know uh and do my own things, but, uh, you know, I definitely know that the majority of my male friends are not vegan, and, uh, I guess for, I don't know, it's, it's really tough, um, I just really haven't thought about it, because that's not really a main concern to me, I guess, uh, you know, just whether there is or isn't. It's just not a huge deal to me at all. Like, I I really don't care about, you know, what your race is or your religion or any of those aspects. To me, you know, like I said before, is that you want or to try to save, you know, the animals, then that's where you're going to get. You know, and if you're passionate, you're really going to get to my heart. Uh, Whereas, you know, I really don't give a shit if there's three guys or four guys or, you know, ten girls that are vegan that I'm talking to. I really don't care. So. I'm not sure if I answer that question correctly, but I just personally don't see a gender divide at least on Mayan, because I'm just usually by myself or hanging out with Amanda or my cats, <laughs> mostly my pets.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but I guess that would be a gender divide because they're all girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. That's, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, my cat. Yeah, my cat is a beautiful girl too, named Roswell. Who you? I love that name. It's yeah. a great name. <laughs> I yeah well for me it's like it's hard like i don't really care about things like gender or like you know race or ethnicity things like that as well but that doesn't mean i'm not blind to them because i live in a world where you know those things have to be taken into consideration because i don't have the privilege to not care i have to care that like especially with like the pandemic happening right now i've i've openly face prejudice because i am asian and you know since coronavirus started in wuhan like i am you know i can't be blind to i can't shut my eyes off to that because that puts me in danger
2: right
0: so when it comes to like even things like in the vegan community it i think of it as a good opportunity to (laughs) diversify because you know as much as i would love to have more male asian friends who are vegan i don't have a lot of male asian friends to begin with i don't have a lot of friends to begin with but i would love to be able to have a f- you know group of friends who come from all sorts of like gender identities, sexual orientations religions ethnicities right. places around the world who are united in this v- in this movement and that's why i that's why i asked because like gender is like the easiest part to like you know like look at but then there's also like, you know, race and ethnicity and things like that too. And for me, like, I, I already told you, like, I don't see it like in the Asian community. Like, besides like Daphne Chang and maybe like YouTubers, I can't think of a single uh, Asian vegan, East or Southeast Asian vegan.
1: I feel that there definitely is. They're, there, you know, maybe they're not coming out and mentioning it, but I've, I've spoken to quite a few different uh interesting people that are definitely of asian descent um i'm not uh, i know i have mongolian in my blood from my dad's side which is i guess uh from the russian mongolian uh takeover so i don't know uh on my family side there might be more asian but i'm not 100% asian so i'm not going to you know claim to be but i mean just you never know what someone's background, you know, depending, you know, if they're full or not, um, I, I would hope that, you know, they're are out there for you to meet, but again, um, it's unfortunate that, you know, when the pandemic hit that, you know, you had to keep your eyes open because, you know, people want to accuse you or a race for certain things, which is disgusting. Uh, first of all, because, you know, that's pretty much being racist to, you know, accuse one, giant race over you know something that happened you know uh you can't do that i believe people are individuals and you can't blame a whole race on a you know a handful of individuals that may be responsible for something so um i guess if you're referring to like you know maybe gender divided as far as not seeing more you know asian people that are that you know i'm not even sure uh just i don't know that's a definitely a it's a good topic to discuss um unfortunately yeah i i just i don't see it but now my eyes are open to it from you know you mentioning it sometimes you know we go about our day and not realizing certain things that affect other people you know it's just a lot to take in um but i definitely know there's asian people out there that you know are vegan i know i've spoken to a handful of some that are actually from asia some from japan um i've spoken to people from pakistan it's cool that's what i love about social media is i've interacted with quite a few different races that are you know that are passionate vegans um some that was from australia so it's cool i believe they're out there we just got to find them that's all it is and by connecting i think will draw us together whether they're into the dark or punk or you know rock aesthetic maybe not but they're definitely got to be out there they just maybe not into the same you know like how you said like into the same things yeah you know, as you maybe just only you have in common is just you know you guys are vegan yeah but they might be into i don't know coloring books or you know <laughs> practicing yoga 24 7 i like yoga so it's not a diss at all
0: no, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a yogi too, and it's it's also because like I come from like like my vegan journey started like pre Beyond Meat, pre Impossible Burger, or at least before it became like super mainstream, like ten years ago, where I could just you know start finding vegan products. Like vegan lunch meat was like the closest thing I could find, but besides that, I just like stick to my tofu. But back then, when you know vegan was becoming like was starting to like go on the rise, it was like. When Scott Pilgrim came out, and everyone like made the joke about like, oh, you and your yeah, vegan yeah. superpowers, and the idea of ve- the ideal vegan was like, like a white woman who does yoga.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's sad, but that you know that's when people were classifying it. I've, I've heard that. Uh, for me, I guess when I first heard of veganism it actually was around the '90s, from the Ban Earth crisis, because I, uh, you know, I like I said before, I got into art. And I, it, there's no secret to it. I, I'm a music fanatic. I love music. I'm inspired by music 24-7. So I was either playing it or designing for them. And uh, the band Earth Crisis you know, came out, and they were talking about animal liberation. I would see their shirts, and I was curious, like, what the hell was that? Because it'd be, like, tortured animals. I'm like, that's horrible. Why would you have that on your shirts or your, your merchandise? And then the further I looked into it, I was like, oh, these guys are – Vegan, I'm like, what the fuck is vegan? But I was young, naive, so it, you know, I like the music and really resonate with what they were saying. But I did have, you know, I was sympathetic on their issues, but you know, I was still eating meat just as people that say, you know, leave dogs alone, you know, but they'll never go meat, or I mean, yeah, vegan, you know what I mean? They were just switching up, you know. They'll they'll want to crucify somebody for hurting a dog, but it's okay to eat a pig or a cow, you know. It made no sense, but like I said, the best way, at least in my eyes, that I'm seeing is just conversations, talking, reaching out to people, letting, you know, that they're not alone, that there's all different types of people in this world. I mean, just got to connect, Yeah. you know, there's more to connect. I'm sure there's got to be. I mean, look how we're connecting. So there's got to be others, you know, maybe some that are not, you know, really savvy on social media. You know um but i think it's all relevant and things will start to come about you know and and that's crazy that you know when you were younger you know you were saying about the the stuff to eat like i know my wife spent vegetarians and she was a little girl so and the stuff she would tell me you know the food was terrible <laughs> <laughs> and and reading up on those guys from earth crisis the food they were eating was, was terrible you know and but they were so passionate and that's why there's extremely relevant to all the people and especially the old school vegans are amazing because they came from literally eating probably the worst tasting you know uh yeah food you know the equivalent to like having spam but for vegans yeah so where now you know it it's a lot more accessible i mean you could order from home uh, you can there the movement is growing, and i and i love that so you know i think uh it's amazing yeah. where we're heading. So yeah, could it gonna get faster? Yes. Yeah. But it's going to get there. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, all in due time. Yeah. When, when, um, when my friend Jeff, when he turned uh vegetarian, he described like his way of like, you know, tofu was the only thing he could get that, or if you were going to get like a fake, like chicken breast that, you know, for your protein, you can only right. find it like at a health food store. And today I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm a millennial who's like, what the hell is even a health food store? Right, and he said, exactly. "Like, yeah, it tastes like it tasted like cardboard, but it was all we can make do with. Besides, like beans and tofu."
1: Yeah, yeah, which is crazy that beans has so much protein, and you don't realize it. It's like I, I love bean burritos. I didn't realize that was like a huge thing. But when you go vegan, you become more conscious of everything. You read more. Your your brain is more in tune. It's it's amazing. It's equivalent to quitting. Uh, I used to be a huge cigarette smoker, unfortunately, as well when I was younger and when you stop like how many things you realize the sense of smell uh, the taste and that's what it seems like when you go vegan like you all these things come to you like you know i feel a little bit more educated because you have to read everything to know what's right. the ingredients you can't just assume unless you get grace with a nice bee slapped on you know one of the packages but not every grocery store and there's not full grocery vegan grocery stores yet uh, there's like there you'll see products i think Maybe in Fort Lauderdale there is one full vegan uh, grocery store by me. Oh, they're, that's great. Yeah, there. Uh, yes and no. Uh, there is a lot of debate on the person's ethics of what they did. So a lot of people uh, boycotted it. It sucks, unfortunately. Oh. But uh, now, if I'm by there and I'm hungry, I'm going to go in and I'm going to eat. You know. But it is cool that they have their own vegan grocery store. So I don't want to. Bash on other vegans, you know. I mean, no, like I said, nobody's perfect, but I don't know that it, that's a whole nother topic, another situation. But yeah, there is one vegan grocery store, mm. they just didn't treat certain people correctly, so right uh, or pay them properly.
2: Yeah, that's so. that's a very so, not, is, yeah,
1: yeah. So I yeah. kind of uh, boycott it, just haven't made it a priority. To yeah. go there, and nor do I really care. I just can order my stuff from home. Or right?
0: From home. Yeah the ethics, yeah. Yeah, the ethics the ethics of my of veganism like stretches beyond just animal rights. It's also human rights. I think.
1: Exactly. I mean, like we said, there's all different types of people. Yeah. And you know that can go back into the gender you know divide thing. Where I mean, they're out there. People are out there. We just gotta find them. That's all it is. I mean, all different types. I feel it. I mean, we can't be the only compassionate ones. But it's like a coin you know you have your heads and tails you're gonna have the like republicans and democrats you're gonna have the same thing you know it's you're gonna have the light and the dark that's just what it is mm-hmm. in life and how you can change it
0: right so i call this podcast the mental vegan because i'm someone who suffers with mental illness and i let it go underchecked for like a really long time and I'm, like, in a place in my life right now where I'm finally getting the help I need. And for me, veganism was, like, one of the few things that I could hold on to, like, as a guiding point in my life. So, like, I wouldn't go completely crazy. So I wanted to ask you, like, you said you used to be a cigarette smoker. um, Like, yeah. like how has your health, like, been impacted by veganism? Mm,
1: uh, for the better, yeah. number one. So, number two, I feel like... You're not the only one that suffers from like you know mental uh, or uh, mental um, issues with uh, just um, I guess yes mental health. Um, it's I've struggled uh, you know being young and uh, that's actually what got me into you know smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. Uh, at a young age, because I, I had a anger problem, and the only w- outlet I found was through music, and that's why I'm such a music fanatic. Um, I feel like everybody kind of struggles with some sort of mental illness in a way, because just living and breathing is extremely hard, and people need to give themselves a little bit more credit of just able to walk and talk, you know, and yeah. blend in with society, because people judge you for every fucking thing and it's horrible no matter what you fucking do you're gonna have your people out there that hate on you gossip about you talk about you your own family your own significant other like it's just that's what it is but you gotta toughen up your skin and look in the mirror and just realize that you're fucking amazing who you are as a person and you can't let that weigh weigh you down i know it's easier said than done but you know i hope that i can somewhat maybe resonate to somebody that you're not alone i suffered with it you suffer with it i mean i just found an outlet through music and getting tattooed i mean that was a huge deal to me um anytime i was upset or angry you know because you always question yourself and even uh, all the art i did before i never thought it was good enough i always struggled with that i didn't think i was you know good enough an artist because you compare yourself with someone like salvador Dali. you know and mm-hmm. you're like you know i'll never fucking be that good but then when you think hey jackson pollock is also an artist and it even though it's <laughs> flattered and it looks like shit it, there's an art form to it, to it and people like andy warhol who is revolutionary where some people are like oh it's trash but i think he's a fucking genius so it's teacher uh i feel with veganism there's definitely a lot of health benefits to it um i notice a difference in just my over well-being but more than anything i mean I, I have a high tolerance for pain i guess it's my heart feels good knowing what i'm putting in my body know what i'm contributing to is really more beneficial to me than seeing the glow on my skin or you know the the smell there but it you could also smell when people are cooking like animals which is disgusting uh i almost feel like it, it is kind of in uh, scott Pilgrim, like you you get superpowers. like all of a sudden you're you're enhanced with a lot of things but like i said everyone's different so what's good for me may not be good for somebody else i've heard all different stories and different things of people um that maybe veganism not good for them which i don't believe <laughs> I, I don't either great. i think yeah it, it's great for everybody so um maybe you just need to eat or um take in certain things you know um It depends on your diet, uh, dietary, uh, for that to actually work in your favor. Um, but there's so many benefits, but your heart, most of all, I mean, to me, I mean, think of the animals in the wild that get hurt and they just fucking, you know, they deal with it. You'll see animals that if they have a broken leg or a broken wing, you know, they're struggling, but they, they do what they can but we are the most intelligent creatures, but are the most evil sadistic ones as well. So it's really changing your mind and our mind is extremely powerful and to overcome things or relearn something you've been told your whole life, it's hard. So that's why I give kudos to a lot of vegans that you know transferred or people that even vegetarian, which you know I personally wish you would go vegan, but hey, the fact that you're able to stop what you've done your whole life and switch is a is a is a great thing to do. Um, I'm a little lost for words on what to say, but I, I genuinely feel that there's a lot of benefits to going vegan, and mainly is your heart. I mean, you don't, we don't need to consume animals. I mean, that you can get all the protein you need, uh, all the vitamins you need. I mean, how many people go out in the sun and say they they're doing it for vitamin D? You know damn well I don't go out in the sun for vitamin D, so. I get that. you know. I get vegan supplements for that. Cause I will not go on that side. I can't stand it. <laughs> and that's, that's the truth. You know, I just, I hate the sun. It's just it's too bright. I don't like it. Yeah. Not at all. I like colors, but I just don't like the sun. So, you know, mental health is, a, is a real deal. I know people are struggling with it, especially with the pandemic. So I am definitely sympathetic to everyone that is struggling with it. You're not alone. Um, I mean, I'm sitting here nervous, picking my nails, yeah. you know, uh,
0: and with that, let me stop you, because I need to start a new segment. Oh, wow. Okay, but yeah, no, I'm a nervous wreck, too. Like, when when COVID first struck, like, I was kind of, like, excited because... You know, I, you know, I am a creature of the darkness. Like, as much as, you know, as much as I do like keeping my, you know, warm honey complexion, I do go out in the sun. But, you know, in my heart, like, it's like, if I can avoid the sun, that would be great. Like, the last time I went to the doctor, she was like, okay, your blood sugar was a little high, but your A1C was fine. The only thing I really have to say is your uh, vitamin D levels. It should be 40, whatever. And you're at, like, 5.6. So, yeah. So I am a fellow. So yeah. So right. as much of a daywalker I am, I am a fellow vegan vampire. Believe it or not.
1: <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And there should be more of us. And there's definitely more of us out there. I highly believe that.
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like this. This COVID thing has been like a coin toss for like. It, it's been ebbs and flows for my mental health because I've been able to, um, for example, start this podcast, which. Which was great. But at the same time, like I started because I needed an outlet because there was no way for me to get an outlet because I couldn't uh, see friends. I couldn't go outside without like getting like really bad anxiety. And sometimes I go out with like a death wish hoping, okay, maybe Corona will take me now and maybe that'll be what I want because I'm going through a depressive episode right now. And I also started uh, taking marijuana finally, like even though it's been legal in my state for quite some time. I was just the type of person that was like I don't want to have to rely on something even though it's helped a lot of people I just wanted to tell myself I'm strong enough that I don't need another tool that maybe like my my um not faith but my principles and things like veganism would be like enough to like keep me going and like the faith I have in myself but uh no I am a fucking stoner now because of the pandemic. But if
1: you need it and it's helping, then who gives a shit? Exactly. That's all that it's helping you, and it's coming from plants. So to me, I don't see it as a drug. That um, marijuana is definitely, you know, there are you know the straight edge vegans and and I admire them wholeheartedly. I think they're amazing. But you know, with marijuana, it's not a drug. That I mean, that's legitimately helping. Now I don't hear people say. Oh, yeah, I had some cocaine and a couple of bars, you know, help me out. That just doesn't make sense. But the medical, you know, the marijuana is a considered, you know, it helps on, you know, stress and all sorts of things. So if you need it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not a crutch. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Everybody needs something to help them. And if it's helping you and for you to get motivated, then all means do it. That doesn't mean you're weak. It just means you needed a little help i mean everybody needs help yeah uh and to quote the beatles it's the truth everyone definitely needs some help and uh there's nothing wrong with it and you are definitely needed just like anybody else on this planet um i'm glad you're doing this podcast uh, i'm glad to know more about you and the, with the pandemic i think it pushed people to their artistic abilities like what can you do When you're stuck in a room, you know, and creativity is on the high, which is amazing because now you're going to get extremely well at this. And the more you keep doing something, you're eventually going to get fantastic at it. Not saying you're not. you're. I mean, this is great, but you don't know what else it can turn into, who you can meet. So these are positive things. I don't know. I just, I always rather look at things in a light, in the light way, even though I'm in the dark. Mm -hmm. But I see things like that as this is all helping us you know and with COVID, we had to stop and kind of turn around and readjust and assess ourselves which is kind of cool we needed a stop button anyways because when you're in that daily grind you know mental illness will become you know possibly the death of you if you don't take a a quick stop and be like all right what can i do to switch up my daily life is it working out i don't really like working out i'm not big into it but i gotta force myself you know Um, but there's other outlets out there you know and there's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, like you said, if you need, you know, uh, the marijuana to, to help you out, then that's great, you know. There's not wrong with it. You're doing what you can to survive and, and help yourself mentally because it it is affecting everybody on all uh, different ways, you know. I am a firm believer of adapt and adjust and attack, and that's what I did. Um, it freed me up and i turned around and was teaching myself stuff so i mean i'm constantly doing something you know whether it's designing or learning programs to do animation i was learning i was teaching myself in the code at times like you know with the shutdown uh, how to do animation which was really fun uh i would paint a couple things you know you just you do things what you feel is good and try new tasks because uh, you're never too old to learn something so i don't ever believe that when they're like oh you can't teach all dog new tricks well number one i'm not a dog And number two, I'm going to keep trying, you know, prove everyone wrong. But you're definitely needed. And I think everyone that's listening to this podcast should know that, you know, if they made it this far to all the bullshit I've been saying (laughs) in the last hour, you you are definitely needed. We are all needed. And uh, we are the ones that are going to make a change for a better future and for a better life for everybody. And never be afraid to reach out to somebody if you need help. Or just to ask a question. There's nothing wrong and no harm in it. And if someone's a jerk, then clearly you know they're an asshole and you move forward. Yeah. You know? So if you're struggling with mental health, always reach out. And that's why I always talk to people. And I, you know, I'm not always like, hey, buy my shirt, buy my shirt. You know, I talk to people. I hear marital problems or significant other problems. I hear all different types of things. And, you know, I'm here to help as much as I can. And that's what I, my goal is to. Really help people and just maybe put a smile on their face and realize that the world isn't that bad as it seems
0: yeah and i think with like the with like the rise of veganism like I'm, I'm hoping to see like positive change like in the world like you know as a person of like you know the darkness like i try to hide behind a shield of pessimism because it's really painful to have hope because it is heavy to hold and it is soul-crushing when you when you fall into a pit of hopelessness. Yeah. So like I don't know like you, you, we, we're seeing like a rise in veganism where like you know like the, the dairy industry is like you know declaring bankruptcy and things like that. and it gives me like sincere hope that I'm not ready to really have because the world is moving at such a fast pace where like I'm like I, I need to stop and talk, which is why like I'm doing like a podcast. Where I'm like, okay, where where do we see for the future of veganism, where it's like it's like exponentially like inclining, and it's it's overwhelming. Like, do you not find the do you like have that same thought?
1: Um, I wouldn't necessarily say overwhelming. Uh, I welcome all as much vegan as possible because I I'm tired of being alone. I guess <laughs> in sense like it sucks like. I hate going to the store and looking at real animals that, you know, that are wrapped up and people talking about, you know, their barbecues and this and that, or it's just disgusting. So I can't get it here fast enough. Is that my thing? So I'd rather be overwhelmed all at once and I just give it to me all at once, but I'm just more, I just, uh, I guess the word is I'm excited. Seeing the transition. You're right. I've noticed a massive increase in it because i think with social media and that we're able to contact people from all over the world we're able to expose those pieces of shit what they do to animals whether whether, you know the people that are racist or the people that are you know homophobic like now we're able to make those decisions and not have someone tell us what we should feel we are actually making that change so which is great and that's why i think it's happening at a fast pace because you know i can go in the store and videotape and be like or if i went over to a slaughterhouse and be like look look at this look this is what they're doing why are you eating this or you know the dairy industry there's we have coconut milk almond milk cashew milk pea milk rice milk uh sure human milk but <laughs> in all seriousness there's so many different types and the exposure is what's amazing we need that so is it overwhelming not to me maybe to others possibly but it needs to be here it's 2021 i'm over it i'm ready i'm ready to to see like a fucking vegan walmart like i I just i want it badly because it's it's i'm tired of seeing the poor animals being hurt and the dairy Mm -hmm. and the and the what they do to their ears when they tag them like
0: oh my god you know, you yeah. know like
1: it breaks my heart it's like you know what i want to tag every human for being a jerk you know or an asshole like fuck you man like it just breaks my heart so like, leave those fucking animals alone man come on like get with it it's 2021 so i guess for me it is happening faster i've noticed uh influx in my area of vegan pub shops or um maybe plant-based but uh, or the vegan alternatives, but I'm noticing more alternatives on just regular restaurants, and I try to go and get it. Um, you know, you have those different types of vegans that don't want to eat, like a Beyond Meat uh, or something else because it's tested. I try to support as much veganism that's in locations because I feel that it is important that they know that it's a demand for it. Now I went into pollo and it was disgusting. I walked right out because of the smell and obviously had the name of chicken, but they're offering, uh, you know, beyond meat. So I went in there and I walked out because I, I didn't like the smell. But that's yeah. because, of, you know, being a vegan, I couldn't do it.
3: Yeah. Now, Same. for
1: someone that's, you know, younger or, you know, trying to get into veganism and their family is into pollo or, you know, they're on the road and they have that option, that's fucking great because that's going to expand their mind or, hmm let me try this just like Burger King okay let me try that burger maybe they're not vegan but they'll try it and you know what that cuts down on the other animals that are suffering because they're not going to be constantly you know um, abusing them or or, or just ha- uh oh my god I lost the word uh duplicating the animals you know um for massive consumption I feel that that's going to make an impact and mm-hmm that now there's all different types of vegan food that's coming out you have big celebrities that are sporting so you know people are coming out and they're seeing things now because of us whether we're talking about it or visually seeing it and it's going to make a difference and i welcome all of it so i'm waiting with my bat wings spread open let's go give me all the vegan food uh all the vegan supplements all the vegan clothing whatever you can yeah i'm all for it
0: yeah um I'm just scared like with my pessimism of like the the, the backlash that might happen, which, it, it, it's already happening.
1: Oh yeah, no, like I said earlier with the coin, you're gonna have to judge mental vegans, you're gonna have the non-judge. It's just, you're gonna have a hater, and not a hater. It doesn't matter, you know, it's equivalent to, you can't blame one person for an entire race, or Five people, or even a hundred people, on an entire race—you know—it's the same thing with veganism. You can't say every vegan is a is a piece of shit or you know a uh, elitist because we're not. You can't accuse one or one to ten or even twenty people as a whole entire race as a being. I think veganism as a whole, to me at least, is forward progress. Somebody that's compassionate, somebody that has a heart. That is willing to make a change for the better. And even the environment, shit, we didn't even touch that topic of the benefits of that. But, you know, for the environment alone is amazing. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, that's I why, know. yeah, that's the ultimate reason why I do it. Like, I, I I, love animals, believe it or not. But I know that animals eat other animals. That animal death is, like, natural. The way that we do it is not natural. No, so. Absolutely right so for me it's like like i i have my degree in geological sciences i know that we are in the middle of a mass extinction that is completely like you know the cause of humans so for me it's like i feel like it's my responsibility like as you know a scientist to do the least impact that i possibly can and for me that's clear as day as much as i hate the day veganism
1: but you see why you're important. And when I was saying to you, you're a scientist, right? Like that's your study. That's your background. You have factual evidence. The science is real. It's not made up. It's not in a book that was passed down from 50 other people, you know, year after year. This is actual evidence that you have it's attainable. So this is important and it's crucial. And there are other vegans out there that appreciate and admire the scientific behind it because it will help out. And it, it definitely it is better for the environment and you know it and that's a huge i think maybe that's a big part of the um increase of veganism is because of that
0: yeah oh no like there's a huge like a huge there's definitely a spike in vegan like a vegan population like in the science community
1: which is great i mean it's it's true i mean there's so many so many things like global warming is fucking real you know you got the ice caps melting you know animals that are becoming extinct so humans are truly disgusting they are i really i firmly believe it. we're beautifully disgusting in the same breath but we can also make that change it's never too late to turn around and just change it you know so i definitely think from a scientific standpoint it is crucial to at least somewhat be somewhat yeah. Uh, conscious of the decisions we're making for the environment yeah for the future and not only for the animals for humans as well because we're just going to keep destroying the planet and going to mars is not going to fucking help anyone if this is where we're all living right so, but another topic for another time
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you're definitely welcome back on this podcast because i love talking uh, to you
1: thank you likewise i'm I definitely more than well or excited to uh talk anytime
0: yeah like i still hold i still hold to my uh, true stance like on instagram where i told you like i would you seem like one of the best people that i would absolutely love to go like on a marijuana high with oh,
1: thank you i appreciate that <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely talking for hours is fun i love it um, i love conversating i like conversating with you uh i'm i feel with people that are vegan i'm able to open myself And be truly who I am because we wear masks daily I know at least I do you know you have to blend in with society and you know just kind of fit in to a certain extent and like said, it goes it's all relevant because it goes back to the whole mental illness thing like we struggle with it I know I do you know just I never feel like I fit in ever (laughs) Mm -hmm. probably why I'm so drawn to the opposite of things Um, so yeah, it's uh, I feel comfortable and then that's why I'm able to talk to you and just open up like so if I've known you for a long time where majority of people I, I don't, you know, rather hide <laughs> stay in the shadows. So, yes, but that's where I stand.
0: Okay, so we're almost done here, but I do have a few like, you know, just short, like easier, lighter questions to like end uh, like on sure. a positive note with like if you could have any dinner guest of your choice, who would you uh, dine with and what would you serve?
1: Uh, well, one of my biggest inspirations has been, uh, for the longest time, would be Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon, uh, him and his wife. I would love to, um, have them over and conversate, uh, just about millions of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would try to serve them. Hmm, if I was going to see them, I would go to my go to, which would be just regular chili cheese dogs with french fries. Kind of, uh, I know, because that's what I'm really good at at the moment. Um, Yeah. So so I feel like just I would have something like that with like a bunch of other sides, but I'm more, would be more excited about just conversating with uh, Rob Zombie and his wife. Yeah. You know, just the vegan lifestyle and letting him know how much of an inspiration he's been to me. So,
0: didn't he fun. Didn't he just come out like as vegan for like nine years or something, like recently? Or am I thinking of uh, a different artist?
1: He's been vegetarian for years, but he's been vegan for a long time. I think nine years now. Uh, but I, I've known since <laughs> I got into White Zombie as a young kid that uh, vegetarian was a huge deal to him. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was in GQ that he was uh, letting people know, which I love and people want to hate on others. For being like, oh, we already know you're vegan. How many times you got to say it? Well, you're passionate. I'm gonna fucking keep saying it. Just yeah. you know, I'm just gonna let you know every goddamn time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know he was vegan either, so
1: yeah, which is great, and that's that made me even more of a reason. But uh, from a artistic standpoint, his his art background, his aesthetic, appealed to me at a very young age. So him becoming vegan was just like, are you kidding me? That no wonder this guy is fantastic and that all his movie sets have vegan food so you better believe you're gonna be and he uses his platform to speak about veganism and you would if you just see some of the comments people try to bash him and you know oh i love the taste of me you know the, the typical dick meat. and uh he just shuts him down like i and i admire that i love that you know that he's such a high profile person and he's yeah, so that's enough they're like fuck you to society and that you don't need fucking uh animals to survive yeah to eat and wear yeah um, but
0: yeah yeah i asked that well, question yeah i asked that question to all my guests along with my follow-up question and somehow i did have a mental bet with myself with you and like he's gonna say rob fucking zombie isn't he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know me
3: <laughs> you
0: right. know, you
2: know yeah. it, i'm a
0: huge fan yeah and probably and i'm um, since you're the v- you're the vegan vampire i'm I'd be shocked if your answer wasn't what I think it would be, but what is your favorite animal today?
1: Well, obviously, uh, you know, my children are bats. Yes. So I love bats, but if I'm going to go outside the realm and surprise anybody, I'm going to have to go out and say uh, raccoons.
0: Oh, the humble raccoon. raccoons
1: and possums. They are adorable, and uh, I think possums get a bad rap because they... They're always angry because they're being threatened, but they're adorable. And same with the the little raccoons. They look like little bandits with little hands and the little masks. Like they're, I, it's not, but I cry every time I drive and I see one on the road. I always wish it was a human instead. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart, you know, cause they're so fucking adorable. So yeah, raccoons would be obviously after bats cause bats are the most beautiful creatures of all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah because rooms look like little trash candles.
0: (laughs) Yes. Let me show you like, like, okay. The audience can't see this because we're on a podcast. But I was just talking with my uh, guest from yesterday, Emily, who's been, who's a baby vegan. And I mentioned to her, like, um, one of my favorite artists is uh, Voltaire. Oh, right, right. Who is not a vegan, I think, but still a really cool guy and one of my favorite things was like when i first met him like at one of his shows he told me i'm not gay but i'd fuck the shit out of you and that is something (laughs) i tell myself just to like whenever i'm feeling sad i tell myself hey billy remember voltaire said he would fuck you he said that he said that that was his first thing that he said to me really yeah like before i even said hi that's
1: pretty impressive him to say that like that's i know his uh i think i feel like i've seen him live possible at a horror convention Mm -hmm. once or twice before yeah so i'm definitely familiar but i don't think i've ever had the pleasure of meeting him yeah um but i love his aesthetic
0: yeah yeah that was like his 51st birthday or something like out in la like at a bar and then the second time i saw him was in mesa arizona where i picked up this bat and you guys can't see it but it has like candy corn teeth and like a like a very tall orange and black striped hat and crazy yellow hair and it has like all the aesthetic of like everything i want like in a child like if i had a human child i wanted to have the aesthetic of this bat oh
1: with a little heart on its chest too yes
0: and with a with a furry white <laughs> I chest it. heart
1: uh, which i'll probably have in a couple of years well not even a couple of years another year or so i'll have my uh, white chest hair come out
0: oh my god <laughs> you know and i'm it
1: comes
0: out. you know i am a you know uh yeah this is probably a little t- tmi thing to talk <laughs> about but um i am one hairy ass asian <laughs> and i get comments about it from like my own family and it's you know it's been a point of like confusion and jealousy amongst my, the few asian friends i do have where it's like if
2: they're jealous they can have plenty of mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i just finally have my first white whisker like on my face where i'm e- partially excited for it to like you know go gray but at the same time i am appreciating like how slowly like my hair ages
1: yeah yeah it's but like, i mean you can you can see that listeners won't see but yeah you can see mine's growing in yeah it just started which i'm like ah whatever fuck it yeah it is, what is it? You know? It's it's
0: the corona. yeah, I'm surprised with coronavirus that my beard hasn't grayed more and that my chest hair hasn't grayed right? more.
1: Seriously, I thought that's what it was at first and then I'm like, eh, it's just as we age." You yeah. Know, that's just what happens. We get older and grayer.
0: Yeah. But I think veganism kind of helps slows slows down the aging process at least a little bit. Ah, uh,
1: you know, that's a possibility. I mean, I definitely look younger than my older siblings. Uh so I mean, I don't know if, if there's so there might be scientific uh research it's a possibility because yeah. i mean i definitely know my younger brother looks a lot older than me and my older brother looks a lot younger than me i think if that makes sense so i reverse that i look younger than them.
0: Mm-hmm. Now that yeah makes sense. yeah i okay. was really i was really surprised to learn that you were 39 because you look 30 yeah
1: really oh thank you (laughs) yeah i appreciate that yeah so i guess maybe the veganism really does yeah so you know and you're not eating shit that's injected with all sorts of hormones and god knows what they do those poor things
0: we the sad thing is we do know what they do those poor things and we let it happen anyways but you know we're changing that slowly one day at a time Okay, and with that, I think we'll end our podcast. So everyone, thank you, Bart. And that is an adorable cat. Which is that one, Crowley or?
1: Uh, no, this one is Craven.
0: Craven.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I named all my cats uh, girl names. Well, kind of like in between because I didn't know if they were a boy or a girl because they were homeless mm-hmm. and they were outside. So I was like, okay, this one would call me three in the morning crying. So I would go outside feed her, and she'd run away. So it took about a full month and a half to get her to fully live with me because she was just afraid. But now, as you can see, she never leaves myself.
0: Yeah, my cat Roswell is sleeping like uh, two feet behind the my iPad right now that we're talking on. And she's from Phoenix, and I adopted her when she was two months old, and her name is Roswell.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. They are precious creatures. Yeah. I, I love my cats. I'm a cat fanatic, as you can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, he is amazing. They're my life. I pretty much hang out with my cats more than
0: humans. Yeah, so, I I cried the first night I adopted Roswell because I told myself she's probably I'm probably going to outlive hers and I'm gonna have to deal with that. She's gonna uh, break my heart, uh, and it. it's hard not to think about. But at the same time, I, it, I, I, it, sure. it yeah, it gives it gives me more precious it, I value every day I have with her now because uh, cats, like when they're feral, they live like on average like five years, but when, you know, you take care of them, they can live like 15, 20 years, like easily.
1: That's exactly, that's where I'm going for the 20 year mark.
0: Yeah. And Roswell just turned five last November and I, and I thought she would probably be dead right now if no one adopted her.
1: It's sad, but that's the truth. I mean... I know by me there's a homeless population with the cats which is crazy like um i don't know if it was a brother or her father or whatever but there was one cat like looked just like her and had all these scars so i would feed them outside in the morning um and then they'd just disappear like either end up dead on the road unfortunately or i don't know what would happen to them so it 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 sucked so i try to save as much animals as i can uh, so, I kind of snuck them into uh, where we live, and apparently, not allowed to have cats. So, I just told them I'm very hairy, and that's why you see all the hair all over the apartment. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Again, everyone, my fellow cat dad, very good friend, and <laughs> fellow vegan yeah. vampire, the official vegan vampire, Bart. Thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thanks, listeners. So- all right. Any last words, Bart? Uh, Thank you very much. And uh, that's it. All right. Have a good day, everyone.